What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode number 302 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company and Not Born This Way brand apparel. All right, so I am recording this one today, walking my dog with some new headphones and microphone combo. So I have no idea how it's going to sound because it sounds super weird uh, in my ears at the moment, but we'll see. Uh, If you're listening to this, it must have came out uh, acceptable, uh, because if it's really bad, I won't won't post this. So uh, I talked about this in my coaching group today, and for those of you who listen to the podcast, if you're interested in information about the uh, coaching group, what it is is a uh, monthly membership where uh, I meet with a group every week, Uh, typically it's Thursdays at noon. And we talk about uh, any number of given subjects, but usually something in the area of all of my podcasts, fitness, success, business, entrepreneurship, just general winning at life stuff. Um, and then uh, you have access to a private Facebook group with other like-minded, uh, badass, awesome people. And you can network and ask questions of them. And I, po- I try to post some additional content uh, each week in there that I don't put on uh, my social media or here or otherwise. Um, and it's only like 49 bucks a month. So I don't know what that is, like 12 bucks a week. So it's a pretty good deal to um, get uh, some like-minded people in your camp and to have some more uh, direct coaching from me. So if you're interested in that, um, you can find that it's adaptovercomeevolve.com. Um, you can find that link also. Uh, just go to any of my social medias and there's a, a link tree which has all of my links, websites and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> um, But this week what we talked about was uh, something that I actually uh, learned from my coach and his group a week or two ago and I wanted to kind of repurpose it and steal his story but then uh, expand on it a little bit. So uh, he told a story of how he and his wife um, he, so Sean, Sean Whalen is my coach and he has a very, very big, big coaching group that I'm a part of. So, uh, one of his weekly focuses is, uh, relationships or things of that nature. So it could be, could be a relationship with your spouse or significant other, but it could be relationships with your employees or your family or your business partners, whatever. Relationships is a pretty broad <coughs> term. So, his last conversation about relationships, he told a story about how he personally has started doing uh, racing cars, right? Like stuff you see on TV, stock car racing and stuff. And he's super into it, and uh, it requires him to travel on a lot of weekends and go to the races. And it's pretty, you know, he's kind of an all-in kind of guy. Uh, he's been married for, I think, a year or two now, new wife. <clears throat> pretty solid relationship they have, and they, they do podcasts about relationships together and stuff, so... They really think a lot and communicate a lot about uh, relationships. They both have been through divorces, so they're just familiar with uh, you know, life as a couple, let's say. <coughs> so they had a conversation when Sean decided to do the racing thing where he said, hey, listen, I'm really going to go in all, in all in on this, but I want you to be a part of it. Uh, I think the idea was, like, I don't want to disappear every weekend. I want you to come with me be down in the pit, like really be involved. Is that something you want to do? She said, yes. He said, all right, cool. So we'll just consider like you're coming with me on all the trips and we'll hang and we'll make it a thing. 
So they agreed, and they went to a few races and so forth. And then a couple weekends ago, they were making plans for the weekend for the go race, and she said, um, hey, you know, I think I'm going to, like, skip this, sit this one out. I'm not going to come this weekend. And he was kind of like, well, why? And she was like, I don't know. I just, I'm thinking I don't, I'm not going to go on this one. It was just kind of vague and kind of weird, I guess. And so he um, got kind of pissed, right? Because he's like, hey, listen, I thought we talked about this. Like, you're going to come. And uh, <coughs> she said, no, but I don't want to. And he was like, all right, well, fine. I'm going without you. It was kind of like, uh, in his own words, you know, like stubborn child mad and kind of went. And then came back a couple days later <coughs> and was kind of like upset with her still, right? So he's a little mad. She's still a little mad. And they kind of talk about it and say, what's, what's the problem here? Like, I, I don't get it. And she's like, he's like, I thought we decided you were going to come. And she's like, well, I guess I just needed you to ask me. I just wanted, I wanted to know if you really wanted me to go. And he's like, well, what the fuck? Like, of course I want you to go. That's the whole reason we made it. I asked you in the first place. That's why we decided that. That's how we would do it. She's like, I know we decided that, but I just, I just wanted you to ask me. He's like, I'm not playing this fucking game, right? Started feeling like a, like a high school thing. Like, well, prove to me that you like me. You know, show me you like me. And, and it reminded me of something that a lot of us have been in, probably with uh, significant others, right? Where you're in that situation where you're like, hey, like we're married. Of course I love you, right? I've been married for I don't know 16 years. So I, you know, sometimes if I don't tell my wife that, it's like it's a given. I'd still, I'm still married to you, aren't I? Right? Or the old like, oh, you never tell me I'm pretty, and you're like, well. What the fuck? I wouldn't be dating you if I didn't think you were pretty or whatever, right? You know the deal. And you can <clears throat> apply that to people that work for you, people that you work with, right? Where, you know, maybe you don't appreciate your employee and they're like, hey, I don't think you really value my work. And you're like, well, shit, you still work here, don't you? Like, of course I do. So anyway, he was kind of pissed. Like, I'm not going to play this high school game. Like, I have to prove to you that I want you to come. I already asked you. You said yes. That should be enough. So he was convinced that he was right. And then he went to, uh, I don't know if it was, and again, if I get the story screwed up, guys, just, you'll get the idea. It might not be exactly accurate. But he went to, uh, I believe, his therapist or their therapist, and he was like, so check this out, you know, and, and he told the therapist what happened. The therapist said, so let me get this straight. All she needed from you to make this better was for you to say, I really want you there. Is that correct? He's like, I guess. And, he, and the therapist was like, so you can't, you couldn't do that? And then Sean laughed and he got pissed because he's like, that's not what I want to fucking hear. You know, I want, I want to hear that I was right. I want to hear that it's ridiculous that she needs me to say that. And he's like, well, you're not, I'm not going to tell you that because sometimes people just, just need to hear it. And it was like, so powerful because here he was getting all bent out of shape on his am I right or she right thing when the solution to it, almost almost regardless of if anybody's right, is just could be one simple sentence or conversation at most, right? <clears throat> so the lesson was then how important communication is. And I thought about how that applies to, um, obviously, not only marriages, but work situations and how many times we assume things. Um, we assume our employees or our customers are happy. Um, 
if they make a comment or have a certain face or we catch them uh, doing something or whatever, again, this could be customer, coworker, employee, employer, we catch them in a bad mood one day and we assume that they don't like their job or they don't like us. So if you've ever read or heard of the book, um, what the heck is the name of the book? The Four Agreements. It's called The Four Agreements. Fantastic book. Uh, Miguel Ruiz, I believe his name is, but it's one of the best books I've ever uh, read. And I'm in the process of going through it probably my third time now. And he has the four agreements. And these are like these four agreements that uh, basically make up life. But one of them, I'm not going to go in any order here, but his third agreement is don't make assumptions. <clears throat> and he talks about how assumptions are often the root cause of so many problems. And the cure for the assumptions is simply to not make them and to ask questions and to really understand. And if we can do this, um, we, 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 we head off so many problems ahead of time, right? We, we, we stop these things that become major issues. Uh, and the more I listened to him, I thought of all these like, you know, kind of real life examples. And I thought about, uh, since our group is a lot focused on business, but obviously this can apply to personal life, um, how it applies to when you have, let's start with employees, right? So you have people that work for you and you're going to make assumptions based on so many different things. Like I said, are, are they on time for work? Are they early for work? If you follow them on social media and you're uh, making assumptions by what they post on social, like posting a lot about work, not at all about work. Does something sound kind of negative? Do they seem like they love their job or not? Do they seem like they love me as their boss or not? Um, like there's so many things, but there's also so many ways to misinterpret those things. So when, uh, let's say for example, I see an employee posting about being absolutely exhausted right? So burnt out, need a break, can't wait for vacation. If I'm their employer, and this has happened to me in the past, I might interpret that as this person's not happy with their job, this person's complaining, this person might be ready to leave, this person might be burnt out. Now, on one hand, it's good that I'm paying attention to that, right? Because I do need to address it. But what I have to be careful not to do is to make assumptions that it's all negative and that the person's about to leave and then start to make decisions based on that. Like, oh, it sounds like Joe's not happy. I should start thinking about replacing Joe. In fact, I'm pissed at Joe because he hasn't been doing a good job at this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden, I've built up this animosity towards Joe in my head because of my assumptions on his posts. Well, what, what needs to happen there is a conversation with Joe, right? Pull him aside and say, hey, Joe. I was just looking at your social media and <clears throat> it sounds like you're really burnt out. And I mean, I don't want to make assumptions, but it almost sounded to me like you're not happy with your job. Um, am I reading this right or what's going on? And give him an opportunity to have a conversation because what Joe might say is, oh no, dude, actually I love my job. I'm burnt out because my baby's not sleeping and my wife started a new job and I'm trying to cover for her and I'm fried. Um, 
and I'm trying to figure out a way to uh, get her a different job or get some help for the baby. And then maybe I can actually help him with that. Or maybe he says, hey, um, in fact, uh, I am kind of burnt out. I love my job, but X, Y, Z, you know, I think I'm working too many hours, or I think I would do better with a morning shift, or I love my job, but the clients are driving me crazy, but I love working for you, or, hey, dude, honestly, it feels like you haven't uh, uh, told me I'm doing a good job lately, and I feel like I'm letting you guys down, and nobody seems excited to have me working here anymore, um, any number of things, right? But I wouldn't find out any of that information if I didn't ask, right? If I didn't ask the question. And 90% of the time, when I get the information, I can actually do something really productive with it and improve the situation. Um, if I don't ask, I can't make it better, and it's just going to get worse, whatever the situation actually is. Um, and I'm missing out on the opportunity to help if that's something I would have been able to do. So think of this also in context of your relationships, or let's say you do something with customers, right? Because it's kind of the same thing. We, we like to think that our significant other um, or our service provider knows us so well that we don't even have to tell them what we want, right? So again, we go into a marriage and, or a relationship with our assumptions of how this should work. This this is so far-reaching, guys, that it's actually, when you start talking about it, crazy that relationships even do work. It's almost like very, very, very bad odds and luck if it works when you start thinking about what I'm going to talk about. So think of the assumptions we bring to the table, usually, usually based on our upbringing personally, like our family dynamics, and then maybe what we've seen or heard about um, outside of that growing up, right? Cultural stuff, or things on, I don't know, local friends, families, or movies, or whatever. But let's say we go in to our relationship with a very old school, traditional uh, setup where the dad worked and the mom uh, stayed home and cooked and cleaned and went shopping. But it's 2022, and maybe uh, mom has a full-time job. And uh, mom is more busy than dad because she works all the time and brings home the bacon. So the dynamic is going to shift where I don't think she should be expected to still shop and cook and clean and do everything if she's working as much or more than her partner. Maybe that should be divided up equally. Um, maybe growing up, I saw that my parents paid for college. And that's my expectation is that we're going to pay for our kids' college. But my wife grew up where she paid for college, and her kid worked through high school, uh, or she worked through high school to pay for college. So her expectation is our kids are going to work and pay for college. Um, I went to private school, and my wife's kids, that's not true, <laughs> but I'm saying examples. Uh, my wife went to public school, and I think private school is worth 30 grand a year, and she thinks that's a huge waste of money. There are a million things. If we don't discuss these, they can be deal breakers because of this. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a fantastic uh, researcher, smart guy, and he talks. He gives the example. And he calls it the small plate thing. He's probably got a better word than thing, but here's the story. And again, this is going to be a botched version, but you'll get the idea. 
couples married for 30 years, right? They're in their 60s, maybe even there. Maybe it matters 40 years. They're in their 70s. And uh, the wife always, you know, cooks lunch for the, for the couple. And they sit down and have their lunch. And one day, the husband, just having a bad day, irritated with something at work, goes off and says, you know, what the fuck is with these small plates? And she says, what are, you, what are you talking about? He goes, for 30 fucking years, we've been eating lunch on salad plates. These are not even real plates. These are not plates that are meant for a meal. These are plates that are meant for salad. See how small they are? These aren't meal plates. You don't eat meals on these. You eat salads on these. And like, storms off and um, <clears throat> begins this big fight about, oh, that bothers you? It takes you 20 years to tell me about the salad plates? Well, what about you not making your bed? I've been making the bed for 30 years, and not once have you lifted a hand to even try to make the bed. You've never even asked if you'd like me to make the bed. And then he par you know, volleys back with his thing. You know, every time you go shopping, you don't get this. I have to run back out and get more of that. And they just go back and forth until, I don't know, three weeks later, they're, they're talking about getting divorced, right? And you can see how this happens. This happens in relationships. This happens with employees. This happens with customers. So imagine you are um, going to get a massage, right? And you find out that uh, Scott's a really good massage therapist. And you're like, oh, awesome. So I have this massive knot in my neck. And I've been unable to sleep. And when I lay on it, it hurts. And this and that. I can't wait to go see her. And you've been told I'm an awesome massage therapist by your friend, uh, Karen. Now, Karen comes to see Scott because she likes to relax. She just wants a soothing, like, I'm on vacation, this makes me feel good, all over a little body rub, right? Smells good in there, got the uh, essential oils going. But you don't know that. She told you that I'm a good massage therapist. And in your mind, a good massage therapist is going to basically be a powerful set of hands like a baseball bat on that knot in your shoulders. So you come in, you say, hey, he's got to heard great things about you. And I say, good. How, what can I do for you? So, oh, man, my neck's really sore and I'm just, I really need a good massage. Great. Scott lays you down and gives you a nice, gentle, relaxing rub, just like he gives Karen, assuming that you'll love it. You leave, and you're completely dis disappointed and upset. You go to Karen and say, that was awful. Not at all what I wanted. He didn't get out my knot. My neck still hurts. Well, Scott's not a fucking mind reader. And neither is your husband or your girlfriend or your wife or your coworkers or your employees. If we don't specify what we want exactly, we are very likely going to be disappointed and upset. But oftentimes, a simple conversation and some direction will solve all the problems. Um, as soon as we stop assuming that someone's a mind reader. And also, if someone's not a mind reader, it doesn't mean they can't be a great husband, wife, employee, boss, right? Like, it's great when that sometimes works, where you're like, oh man, she just knows me so well that she did this. You will get lucky, and you'll get the massage therapist that goes hard after the knot, 
And you're like, boom, I didn't even have to say anything. He knew exactly what I wanted. Yeah, but like, that's just random luck. That's not any indication of him actually even being a good massage therapist. It's just good. It's, it's good that you're on the same page. You know what I mean? So if I just assume that I'm going to work and my wife's going to do the shopping and the dishes, um, that's just because that's how I was brought up and thought it was supposed to be. I'm not even set on that. Right? So it doesn't mean that I'm a bad match for a woman who wants to work and share. Or even maybe I've, I meet a girl who wants to work and I'm going to be the one that shops and cooks, cleans. That, that might be awesome. That sounds pretty good to me, to be honest with you. So um, the, the trick there is on our uh, fourth date, tenth date, whatever, I don't know, we have that conversation. What's the expectation? Of, of a relationship for you. You know, how do you see that going? Um, and then let's make some decisions off that. Let's have some consultations off that. Um, a lot of you guys know John, who uh, manages my gym. Um, John, John and I had a conversation maybe a year ago where he thought he might uh, be looking for a new job because he was kind of burnt out of training people. And uh, a lot of the aspects of the coaching position uh, just we're starting to catch up with them, you know, the hours and the schedule and, um, you know, just getting a little burnt out, which is pretty pretty normal for a personal trainer after five or six years. And uh, I said, well, shit, I don't want to lose you, dude. Like, um, not necessarily as a coach, but just as like a solid dude who I trust and I believe is very smart and very capable. Like, I want you in my circle, in my business for as long as possible. So what can we do to figure something out? And then we came up with... Uh, a variety, a new, a new position that wasn't even there, a new way for him to make money, and then uh, maybe three to six months ago, we started the barbell club and came up with some other ways for him to uh, drive the gym and improve his own, uh, you know, uh, position financially and so forth. But these were all because we had conversations. If he just assumed that I knew he was unhappy, if he assumed that there was no other positions, if he assumed that the only thing he could do was be a trainer, um, he would have never come to me and given me the opportunity. If I had just assumed that he was fine and he could deal and not be open to listening to what uh, needed to change, uh, I might never have sat down with him and started thinking about the ideas. So, uh, just something to consider is that they're always um, these these assumptions can really uh, wreak havoc on your business, on your personal life, um, and it's really really easy to avoid them if we simply stop before we start making assumptions about what we think because of what we heard or read or saw, and just ask questions and, and seek to really understand. And then just one more thing on that note. I had a conversation recently with a, a fellow business owner about uh, some dealings with a, an employee. And, and one of the lessons I shared was that um, early on in my career as a business owner, leader, whatever, uh, I kind of was under this impression that you're supposed to be all professional in business and not become, not be friendly with people that work for you or with you, specifically for you, right? When you're in a position of hiring them and paying their salaries. You're not supposed to be friends. You're supposed to be their boss and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, I think that limited me a lot because I would kind of hold back from being honest because I felt like I had to always 
um, not show emotion and always be confident and solid and like so let's say let's say for example this thing that just happened with john like i i had to be vulnerable and honest with him and say hey listen dude like i don't know how i'm going to do this i don't have it all figured out i don't have all the money in the world and all the opportunities but i don't want to lose you because you're very valuable to me let's try to figure something out <clears throat> and and that let him know that i trust him and i believe in him and i think he believed that i would do whatever i could to keep him around uh, if i tried to like be joe cool boss guy and not admit that I was scared to lose him, not that it, not admit that I didn't know what I would do without him. Like he would not feel valued and he would just bounce and try to find some place that did value him. So my advice to this other business owner was, you know, don't don't hold back your uh, emotions and feelings towards people that work with you. Like if you like them and they're and you're friendly with them, that's a good thing. Uh, because work is a lot of what we do for our uh, lives and I personally want to work and do business with people that I like and people that I'm friends with. Uh, most of my friends right now are people that I do business with or have done business with in some capacity. They might have been clients, they might have been vendors, they might have been employees, uh, partners, but I'm friends with everybody um, and, I, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I think when you're dealing with people, uh, which is what business is, it's just relationships and people, uh, don't hold back from being honest with uh, the feelings, uh, even if they're negative, if something uh, hurts your feelings, right? It happens um, in the workspace or in your business. Uh, have that conversation because uh, that's important and that's going to affect while you make decisions. So you might have a, you know, somebody that you work with who works for you or you work for them and maybe something in a group chat or a conversation, uh, you don't realize it, but it hurts somebody's feelings personally. Uh, that could fester, just like the small plates thing, right? And then it just builds up. So let's say, uh, and this has happened with John and I several times, where you know we might have a group text going, and I'll I'll say something sarcastic. So I think we're joking, but he takes it as a like it doesn't doesn't land well, or vice versa. And he's always been really good at calling me out on it privately afterwards and saying, hey, I didn't really like what you said in that group. It really just hurt my feelings. And usually, every time for us, it's been like a mistake where I've said, hey, dude, like, I thought we were just joking around. I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings, and I didn't really mean that in that way, and then we're fine. But let's imagine I make this snide joke in the comments or the group text, and he doesn't say anything to me, but he's pissed at me, but he doesn't tell me. So now, a week later... He's still festering about being upset. I don't know he's upset. So I do something at the gym that annoys him, right? Might be something as simple as uh, I work out and I leave my plates out, you know? Don't put them away the right way. Or I uh, have coffee and leave the coffee cup out. Now, normally that might be irritating to him. He's very organized, very neat. But now, on top of already being pissed at me, and him knowing that that's a personal thing for him that really bugs him, he might think, I almost did that intentionally. Because he thinks I'm picking on him, right? I'm pissed at him. So now I'm purposely leaving the plates in a disorganized manner, left my coffee cup out, so it just starts to feel very disrespectful. So now he's even more pissed. Now, two weeks go by, and he's supposed to get his bonus for his paycheck. But I... Just forgot that it was this week. I didn't run the numbers, and I gave him his paycheck without his bonus. 
So he goes Friday and looks at his payroll, and his bonus is not in there. And now he's super pissed. He's like, this motherfucker's not giving me a bonus. Right? See how this goes? All because of misunderstanding. So, my point being, don't make assumptions. Go get four agreements. Read it, listen to it, whatever, several times because it's so powerful. And uh, if you find yourself making assumptions, uh, take a moment to ask questions. Understand why a person is acting or saying or doing a thing uh, before you try to interpret why. And uh, a lot of times that will save you a, a whole lot of headache. All right, guys, that's it. I'll talk to you soon.